Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Hey, this is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever show. Start listening to us or suffer the consequences. And with that, we welcome you inside of Studio 34. This is the BFFs. He is Frank Stample. I am Greg Sussman. What's happening, Frankie? Greg, happy Monday to you. The Super Bowl is set. How was the 110th wedding you've been to in your life? Uh, it was good. It was a fun time. Uh, I got to be in Florida a bit. But it was still always on, still working, still doing my thing. You're looking crispy, bro. Thank you, buddy. Especially compared to me. I look like a ghost now compared to you. I probably did even before this, but you know, it's a, now even more so. A lot of people said they really saw me in my element this weekend. You know, Judy... Why? Were you wearing a Speedo? No, of course not. <laughs> um, but, you know, so when Judy... I'm a groomsman at all these weddings, right? Judy gets stuck in like the middle of New Jersey somewhere, or the middle of Long Island. She doesn't like deal. She has to like figure out what she's gonna do all day because like I'm taking pictures and crap. She's stuck in a hotel room. Me, she's a bridesmaid in a wedding in Florida. I couldn't have been happier <laughs> to be by myself for like eight hours with nothing to do besides work. It was great. <laughs> Greg bought a 12 pack of white claws. Oh my god, dude! He's hammering oh, white no, no, claws no. while he's answering emails. <laughs> wow, they had a pool bar. I had their uh, special mojito. Ooh. Had a mojito, got the chicken finger basket. Oh, Greggy. So when people were calling Don't me, tease me, bud. I was sipping my mojito, eating my chicken fingers. Couldn't read my book because, you know, I was on the phone. But I was pumped. It was great. So the next day, everyone was together. I was on Sunday before our flight. And everyone was like, wow, you, you really know what you're doing here. You're really good at this. I'm like, it's just what I do. <laughs> it's what I do. That's what I do. What is it that you do, Greg? I'm really know. good at lounging and eating chicken fingers. Yeah, <laughs> I literally, because I, I keep to myself. I, I guess I'm a, good at that too. I get a chair in the sun. I, I have headphones. I have, I have a book, and I, I, I lay very peacefully. I don't bother anybody. You fit right in in Florida. Yeah, I know. This is why people think that you're 50 years old. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Yeah, I feel great in there. And that's why I feel like a 50-year-old guy who likes to just lay out in the sun would be wearing a Speedo. But that's not for you. Not yet, at least. I used to like Speedos when I was like a baby. <laughs> not so much anymore. But uh, I can see it. Oh, my, for my sure. Bo- my body's not good enough yet. We're not not in shape. yet. We're not in shape. 
If you uh, you pull off the uh, the no carb diet for the next stop month, stop eating thing. the chicken fingers. Stop eating the chicken fingers. You might get into the speedo. Like, not, to, not to upset you, but the chicken fingers were so damn good on Saturday. Oh, we had to go back for more on Sunday. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, I am looking forward to, of course, Super Bowl Sunday because you're back, baby. I'm back, baby. You're back, and baby. I'll be eating a lot of chicken fingers on Super Bowl Sunday. That's for sure. I hope you do. That's for damn sure. I hope you do. As we watch the Chiefs versus 49ers, Greg. You know, it's the first time ever in the Super Bowl that two teams predominantly red will face off against each other. I did not know that. Yeah. A little uh, piece of knowledge for you. So, do you think the 49ers will be allowed to wear the all-white with the uh, with the throwback numbers? So, I believe... Uh, I think I saw Warren Sharp tweeting about that. Oh, really? Because I was yeah. saying, I thought the Niners... I know that it's in Miami. So, doesn't I thought the team with the better record in the regular season gets... Home field, quote unquote. Maybe I'm okay. wrong about that. I wasn't sure if it was uh, if it was an AFC stadium or an NFC stadium, but I believe it was a team with the best record in the regular season is home. And traditionally, the I heard on the broadcast yesterday that if the Titans would have won, yeah, the Titans would have been in the Dolphins' home locker room. Oh, I don't so know if that means that they would have so been. Maybe it might just be the AFC team. Maybe is the, the home AFC team. team is the home team. Maybe, yeah. okay, so maybe that's they said right. that because they were like, "Oh, imagine Tannehill back in his Miami Dolphins locker room." Okay, so maybe, so maybe that was it. Maybe I'm yeah. wrong. Maybe it's the whichever stadium it's at, AFC or NFC. That's what it decides. But the 49ers, if someone has to wear white, it should be the 49ers because those jerseys are sweet. They've got like the old school them. maroon letters, oh, love, yeah, with, like okay. the shading on it. Gorgeous. Those are those are awesome. Gorgeous. Um, I thought they were gonna be in red, but okay, they're they're in that all white. They'll be sick. It's not confirmed or anything. This right. is just kind of my sure. speculation, what yeah, yeah. I'm hoping for. And then you get the Chiefs in all red. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. That'd be very, very cool. So it is the Chiefs. It is the 49ers. But Frank, how did we get there? How did we get there? We're going to take you on a journey back to yesterday. And we're going to talk it out, right? It was the Titans and the Chiefs. They were the first game. Tony Romo's potential last game as a member of the CBS broadcast team. This guy's getting like $15 million, right? Proposed deal from ESPN. Potentially? Supposedly, 10 to 15 million. CBS does have an opportunity to match if they want it. That's we'll a lot see. of money. I think that's like more than double what he's making now, right? He's a, oh, it's a triple what he's making now. Wow. He's making 3 million bucks now. Well, I would like to get your thoughts on this because I've read about this as well. Apparently, there are people who believe that he needs a really strong play-by-play yeah. guy right. with him because he cuts in at the wrong times. Uh, and apparently, Jim Nance does a really good job of like keeping Romo in check. So, J- Nance so and would Romo- it work with... Tessator, basically. Right. And they can always change that person out. But yeah. Nance and Romo, obviously, you have a, a real-life friendship. You could tell. You could tell Nance being the be- one of the best in the business at what he does, guides Romo along. You're absolutely right with that. And Romo, there, there is a real relationship there. I don't think he leaves. I think he stays at CBS. I think they let him do some golf coverage. Yeah, I mean, it all comes down to the money, Greg. It comes down to the money. Uh, it, it always I don't does. think it comes down to like, oh, I'm but friends with Jim thing. Nance. I want to do some golf stuff. I agree it comes down to the money. But here's the thing. When you're Tony Romo, you made $100 million playing football. What is the difference between a couple extra million here and there? You made $100 million playing football. Who gives a crap? Just be happy. Greg, if you can make double your salary right now, you wouldn't want to. Frank, I haven't made $100 million playing football. <laughs> it's true. But hey, man, something, what if he he'll, want- make, he'll make double. Yeah. CBS is going to pay him way more money. Than he is making Than he's making Or maybe not as much as he is. Exactly. All right, so we'll see what happens. How did we get there? Well, uh, the the Chiefs did what they always do. They got off to a slow start yesterday, and obviously we're going to break down these two games for the rest of the show and kind of give you an early look at the Super Bowl, what the line is right now, what the total is in that game. Very big total between the 49ers and Chiefs as of now. But the Chiefs did exactly what they did in basically every playoff game that they played, which has only been one. They were a minus 21-point differential in the first quarter 
uh, entering yesterday, and then that stood true against the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans got off to a fast start in this game. But you know what's crazy, Greg? Even when the Titans were up in this game, you never felt like it never felt way. like yeah. they were in control. I thought right? I, I thought I was actually going to start off the show with you. Like, yeah. did you ever feel like the Chiefs are going to lose? No, no. Same. And that's why in-game betting what? is just—it's a better's paradise, it Greg. Is. It's because so once you see the Chiefs go down seven zip, you don't bet on the game. You I wait. Think, I think it was—it might have even got to ten zip. It, yeah, was, it was ten, 10 zip. zip. Yeah, it was yeah. ten zip. So you wait till ten zip. You, you hammer the Pats, uh, the the Chiefs money line. Then yep. It's easy money. It's yeah. free money, Greg. Correct. I think I saw. I think I saw the number get as low as like minus one thirty, maybe minus one forty on the Fantastic. money line when they're down ten zip. And you never felt like the Titans were just in complete control. So. No, never. And that's what happens when you have Patrick Mahomes. I saw uh, Pianowski tweeting about this and others where it's like Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, but it, who knows how many MVPs he'll win? Obviously, Lamar Jackson will be the MVP this year. But he's the best, and, and you know he's the best. Kind of like Bill Belichick, where he's not going to win the Coach of the Year every year. You know he's the best. That's how that's how Patrick Mahomes is right now in the NFL. Absolutely, I don't think you can argue against that, Greg. I bet on the Titans yesterday. <laughs> You're going to tell me when we come back whether or not that was a bad decision. Well, it was because because you lost. We'll see. Results over process. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. So you bet on the Tennessee Titans, and you're wondering, Frank, is that a good decision? Well, do you have less money in your bank account right now? Well, it's not in my bank account. It's in my uh, my, my DraftKings account. We'll just call it an account. That's fine. Do you have less money <laughs> in it now, Frank? I do have uh, less money because I bet on the Tennessee Titans. So it wasn't a great decision, Frank. Well, who would you have bet on, though, before the game? Uh, the Titans. All right. So then what do you what do you? <laughs> come on, man. Make me feel better. I'm not saying I would have been right. I was wrong. I would have bet on the Titans and the Niners is what I would have done. Yeah. I bet on the Titans and the, the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> Packers almost back doors, is, man. You know what? I previewed the entire slate on Friday with Jim Day. Fantasy Taz. Shout out to Jim Day. Thank you for joining the show. I even said that I, the play that I like most in the Packers game was the over, 46 and a half. And I still bet the Packers. Like, what an idiot. Why did I do that? No idea. I have no idea why I did that. Anyway, no back to the uh, the Titans versus Chiefs game. There's a lot to break down, obviously, from this game. We mentioned this in the first segment. It never felt like, even when the Titans were up 10-zip in this nope. game, that they were ever in control at all. Derrick Henry. Quite a pedestrian performance here, Greg, and I think that the Kansas City Chiefs did a really good job in this one of selling out to stop the run and... Derrick Henry had some success early on in this game. I think he was at like 53 yards. He was over 50 yards at the half. And he still finishes around 70. So the Chiefs really sold out to stop the run in this game. And they dared Ryan Tannehill to beat them. And ultimately, he couldn't do it. He couldn't do that yesterday. And look, this Chiefs offense is just... It's on a different level. I mean, that it was either the first or second touchdown that they scored. Where they just went down the field in like 30 seconds and scored a touchdown in the blink of an eye. You hadn't seen anybody do that against the Tennessee Titans no. all playoffs long. No. 
Mind you, this is not a great Titans defense, and we knew that. They were a solid defense. Played well. Bend but don't break. Yeah, sure. But even against the Ravens, you didn't see anything like that, where the Ravens could just right down the field, score a touchdown like it's nothing, at their will. The Chiefs did it in like 30 seconds. Under a minute, they scored a touchdown. That's what this Chiefs offense is capable of. And we were reminded of that yesterday. What's your what's your first takeaway from this game between the Titans and Chiefs, Greg? So it reminds me, actually, of the Maryland Terrapins, in a way, because... They, they really stink, the Terps, for like the first eight minutes of every game. They're awful. And that's kind of what you've seen over the last two weeks from the Chiefs, where they just get down, and they get down, but they know like, it doesn't matter because they'll come back, right? Like That's what the deal is with Kansas City. And they haven't run into the team that's able to make them pay for getting down early. Obviously, it didn't matter with Bill O'Brien's crappy Texans. The Tennessee Titans... When they take the punch, can they counterpunch? No, we knew that because they couldn't just ride Derrick Henry then. We'll see if it happens to the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Will they be able to, once the, once the Chiefs counterpunch them, if they get down, as I feel like they're going to, can San Francisco come back? I don't know. Let's see. That's gonna be the story what it's going to be, I think. But I like the, whatever the first quarter line is. I like San Francisco. I think that makes a lot of sense. We were talking about that downstairs as well. And we're seeing the early spread with the Chiefs as the favorite in the Super Bowl, minus one and a half points. And you were surprised by that? No, I'm more surprised by the total. I think the total is really okay. high and very reactionary to what we've seen the past couple of weeks from the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously. And uh, yesterday, between the Packers and the San Francisco 49ers, the, the, the 49ers put up 37 points in that game. That... Sales over the total of 46.5. That game opened up at 45, the total between the Packers and the 49ers, and then it crept up a little bit. It, it stayed around 46, 46.5 for the most part, uh, but I think the total right now is a little reactionary, and I think if you are a 49ers backer, and we'll get more into this, we have a lot of time to talk about the Super Bowl, I think that there is value now, because I think that this game is going to come down to a pick Might yeah. even end up favoring the San Francisco 49ers yeah. when it's all said and done. That's what, that's what, you, that's what you said to me. I was surprised, like I said, I wasn't surprised. Like my first instinct when I knew the Niners were going to win was I thought the Chiefs would be a small favorite. And when I saw them by one, I thought maybe by two, that was kind of what I had in my head because as we were talking about downstairs, people love offense. And I get it. Raheem Mostert scored four touchdowns. They put up a ton of points. We'll get all to all of that. And that was the last thing people saw. I, I, I realized that. But it's about the quarterback in the NFL. It's a quarterback league. And Patrick Mahomes is the biggest star. And Richard Sherman are the biggest stars in the game. Richard Sherman doesn't play offense. Patrick Mahomes, he has the hair. He, he's thrown for more touchdowns in a single season than anybody in NFL history, right? Like that offense and Andy Reid, that is more fun than what San Francisco does. Oh, no doubt. And that's why they're favored. No doubt that it's more fun. That's why they're favored. Yeah, and I think the public perception is they're going to be on the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, Correct. offense Correct. and Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. But offense wins games, Greg. Defense wins championships. So the mantra goes. We're going to hear that a ton over the next two weeks. No doubt. And rightfully so. Uh, I want to get back into this Chiefs-Titans Titans Chiefs game. Mm-hmm. What did you feel was the turning point in the game? Like, when did, when did you feel like, all right, it's over, the Titans are not coming back from this. So, it's got to be the Mahomes run, right? Yeah, for sure. That, that, had to, that had to be the exclamation point where you, you had him dead to rights and then all of a sudden he scores a touchdown at the end of the half. Back-to-back games, over 50 rushing yards for Patrick Mahomes. You said that this He's morning. healthy, dude. He, that's the biggest part of it. You know, yeah. earlier in the year he dealt with the ankle, he dealt with the knee, and it seems like 
the past couple of weeks, especially last week, once you saw him run for 50 yards last week. And I said on Friday with Jim that I liked the over on Patrick Mahomes rushing yards. I liked his over. How about this, Greg? On the DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet the over on fantasy points. Patrick Mahomes' number was 23 and a half. He cleared that in the first half yesterday. He had over 24 fantasy points in the first half of that game. Obviously, that rushing touchdown helped. But if you're telling me now that Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to run, and maybe not run for 50 yards, but add 30, 40 yards with his legs. I mean, that just makes this defense all the more unstoppable. Because if you're playing man-to-man, and you, you have, you're double-teaming Tyreek Hill, you're double-teaming Travis Kelsey, that's going to leave a lot of running room for Patrick Mahomes, or for him to dump the ball off to Damian Williams, and Damian Williams make plays after the catch. So, I do agree with you. I think once Patrick Mahomes made that fantastic Rushing touchdown, yep. 27-yard run. It yep. seemed like you know the, the defenders thought he was going to run out of bounds. He tiptoes, stays in bounds, bounces off a few tacklers, gets in the end zone. Terrible job of tackling by the Titans, by the way. Um, I thought that that was the end because you knew that the Chiefs were getting the ball to start the second half. It was at that moment. It was, I don't there, think that there, there was any coming back for the Tennessee Titans whatsoever. There was no, there was no turning around. There was yeah. no turning around from that. Um, I had read a lot about Andy Reid um, on the plane home and in general. And... I'm really, now that he's not in my own division of the team I cheer for, like I root for Andy Reid, right? Who has been a, a football lifer that gets back to the Super Bowl for just the second time in, in his career. Has one of the most iconic football images in football history. And it hasn't all been easy for Andy Reid like, personally. Do you know his personal story at all? I know that his son either was murdered or killed himself. Right. So yeah. at the time, there was an article written in 2010, and both of his sons. Or he has, th- I think, five kids, three sons and two daughters. And two of his sons were both in jail for drugs. Like, That's crazy. Addicted to drugs. They, uh, one of the, his oldest sons, I believe, like, slipped, like, uh, 85 pills, like, in his rectum, in, uh, sneaked into jail. Like, it was bad. And two years after this article was written in 2012, um, this son was found dead at training camp in Lehigh, where the Eagles had, had training camp. I remember this, yep. Um, due to an overdose. And I'm like, oh my God. And the second, the, the second oldest son was eventually um, transmitted or into a, a drug rehabilitation program instead of jail. And now he's like the outside linebackers coach for the Chiefs. So he's like turned his life around a little bit. It's like, oh my God. So I think Andy Reid like wound up going to this drug program with his sons to either leave of absence from the Eagles at one time and like to get through that and still be married to your wife and still have your family like... You root for that, away from football. And then inside football, seeing a guy, and you know me, Frank, like, I always want the young, hot, new thing. Like, when McVay was a thing, I wanted the Giants to go out and get one of these young guys, like a Matt LaFleur mm-hmm. or whatnot. But Andy Reid has done better than that because he's been around for so long. Why? Because much like John Harbaugh, who comes from the Andy Reid tree, he reinvents himself. Always. He, re- he refuses to just be the same guy, the same coach that he was back in 2000. The reason he's still coaching the NFL 20 years later is because he has reinvented his offense. He's reimagined it. He goes with the times, and he tries to get better. And maybe Mike McCarthy will be that guy for the Dallas Cowboys because what he was doing in Green Bay didn't work anymore. And maybe when he goes to Dallas, like it will work. I want to touch on those Aaron Rodgers comments after the game yesterday, too. Sure. I don't know if you saw them. I didn't see them, yeah. but I'm interested to hear. So I, I'm rooting for Andy Reid. I rooted, like, this is the Super Bowl I wanted to see. I don't know who I'll wind up feeling like I'm rooting for in the Super Bowl, but I'm happy Andy Reid's there. I'm happy, I'm happy Patrick Mahomes is there. Uh, the right team is in the Super Bowl. Thought it should have been the Chiefs last year. They are there now for the first time uh, in three years. It will not be the New England Patriots representing the first of the many. I Patrick hope so. Mahomes around. I hope so, man. I'll continue talking about yesterday. Come on next.
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you want to be the next Daily Fantasy Legend, then go for the green with DailyRoto.com. This fantasy offseason, for a limited time, only get free access to Daily Roto's PGA DFS products, including fantasy projections powered by Data Golf, PGA betting tools, and of course, the DailyRoto.com Fantasy Golf Optimizer. Don't lay up. Go for the green with DailyRoto.com. Head to DailyRoto.com and enter the promo code GREEN to access your free seven day golf membership. DailyRoto.com, promo code GREEN for your free trial. DailyRoto.com, we're millionaires. Are made. All right, back to the Chiefs and Titans. Uh, what else do you want to say about this one, Frankie? Well, I'll say this. Sammy Watkins showed up, and there's a bunch of people called that. Like Jim Saunders. I, I had it in my DFS lineup. I finished second in the BFF contest. You know, I noticed that you didn't talk about that to open up the show, Greg. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. I really am. I really am. Because so I made the lineup. I had Watkins in my lineup. I made the lineup with Judy at the pool. She, as, did, she didn't want Watkins? As promised. She did. We had Watkins. Oh, you did have Watkins. So, so I didn't see you in the top three anywhere, Greg. It was not in the top three. <laughs> so the, oh, you didn't use Mahomes. Right. <laughs> yeah. So she, oh, made, so she made the lineup, and she want, what she wanted to do, and I, I appreciated the, the logic behind it. She goes, I want to get the best player, ideally, the best player from every team in my lineup. So she started her lineup with Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, George Kittle, and Tyree Kill, and built around there. Sure. And I was like, oh. All right, like that logic makes sense. That was uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes is the best player in his team. Though. I, under, I understand, but she thought he was way too expensive, and went with Aaron. He was. and went down to Aaron Rodgers, and I was like, I can't like criticize that. It wasn't like a crazy thought at the time. And Aaron Rodgers, based on the way the game started, did not turn out all that bad. It's just he wasn't Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Correct. Yeah. Well, the the other major problem was by putting Aaron Jones and Derrick Henry and George Kittle in your lineup was you couldn't fit Raheem Mostert in your lineup. I had him too. Yes, I, I, I know, Frank. <laughs> I, and I, I spoke about it on Friday. Why you should use Raheem Mostert over Tevin Coleman. Oh, I talked about that on the hurry-up on a Thursday. You should fade Coleman because he was coming off a big game no and brainer. other people might have been on him. Dude, and I, we had, we yeah. talked about on the FanDuel hurry-up last Thursday. Obviously, we couldn't predict the injury with Tevin Coleman. No, of but. course not. But with Jim Sonis, he liked Tevin Coleman. I'm like, man, I'm telling you, the guy this week is Raheem Mostert. I know it. I'm so confident in him. I was confident in him and Damian Williams. Like Those are the running backs I wanted. Now, it's so hard to be able to, to put those guys in and like fade Derrick Henry and fade Aaron Jones. Um, not that you have to do that because you, you, I believe you started Derrick Henry anyway, right? And Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes. So, so the way that you started your lineup, I the first thing I did was put Patrick Mahomes and Derrick Henry in and said, I'll figure out the rest. Yeah. It wasn't me. It wasn't and Derrick Henry. And wasn't, now I started the lineup. Frank. Derrick Henry. Judy started the lineup. Derrick Henry didn't even really exceed his value. Like, yeah, he scored a touchdown, but the guy ran for sixty-nine yards. Right. He had one. He had two catches for minus eight yards. Totally. Like, he wasn't great from a DFS perspective no, at all. No. But if you were going to cash out yesterday, you needed Mostert, Mostert Mahomes. Watkins, Mahomes. Yep. You needed those three guys. Yep. For sure. And I was proud of Judy. She's like, I put, I, I like Sammy Watkins. You got to leave him in. And I tried taking him out multiple times. Like, no, yeah. he has to stay in. Yeah, Judy's already better at you at DFS. I could tell. Yeah, probably. <laughs> she, uh, I think we came in ninth, which is the highest we've finished thus far since she took over. Now, you were saying this morning there is no Super Bowl contest? 
I'm not sure. I'm going to look into it. Uh, maybe we could do like a showdown slate for the BFF I'm assuming thing. it's a showdown but slate. But I'm assuming that last year we didn't have the BFF contest for the Super Bowl because it was right. just one game. I so. guess we'll just go in with a million dollars in the showdown slate or something. Sure, yeah. yeah I'm rooting for you. Thank you. I'll give you okay. some. Okay, yes. I was just going to ask. <laughs> if you win a million dollars, how much do I well, get? Well, technically I'm colluding Real with Judy, question. so I'll probably get like go to jail or something. Yes. How did this whole thing end, by the way? I don't know. I, 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 I got to look back into it. We got to get someone on the show. Maybe we'll get like Davis Maddock on the show. All right. To find out what the resolution was. Apparently, there's a boxing match that's going to go down between like two DFS guys oh, because of this. Stupid. Like one of the guys used to be on The Bachelor, so he's friends with the Bachelor people. So he's taking on Logan Paul. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's the? Uh, it's uh, Draft Cheat. I don't know if you follow him on Twitter. I don't. He's a popular DFS player. Cool. I think he's with like Guru Elite or something. Sure. So yeah, he's just been like trolling them nonstop. Now they're going to have a boxing match. Charity. I don't know if it's for charity or not. I hope so. <laughs> I'm kind of interested to watch. Sammy Watkins scores his first touchdown since week one, where we sat there being like, oh my God, how did we miss Sammy Watkins? And then he didn't score again until the conference championship game. And you know what? Jim Day brought this up to me on Friday. He said, I think that the Titans are going to try and double-team both Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Well, didn't really work very well with Tyreek Hill, but the point that we made was that other people are going to have to step up. If the Titans are trying to take away Kelsey and trying to take away Tyreek Hill... As great of a game as Tyreek Hill had, he still went under his prop in this game, which was 74 and a half receiving yards. He had two touchdowns, which if you bet on him to score a touchdown, which I thought was probably the better play in general, then yeah, you cashed out, obviously, but he still went under his yardage prop in this game. Sammy Watkins, monster game, 7 for 114 and 1. Obviously, that late 60-yard touchdown, that was really like the knife in the side of the Tennessee Titans there. There was no coming back after that. There was no backdoor cover for the Tennessee Titans after that. And that's why defending this Chiefs team is so hard, Greg. You try and take away Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Sammy Watkins in single coverage down the field. You have Patrick Mahomes that can throw the ball 60 yards down the field. And, you know, in single coverage, even in single coverage, I know Sammy Watkins is not great. But he can beat single coverage, and he could beat people deep. That's why it's so hard to cover this team. Damian Williams goes over his receptions and receiving yards, and he has a big game, and he scores a rushing touchdown on the ground. Greg, you know what surprised me in the second half of this one? I understand that the game started to get away from the Tennessee Titans, but I thought that they abandoned Derrick Henry a little bit too quickly sure. in this game. They were down 11 points in the second half. Mm-hmm. You're down two scores. Right. Fine. You don't completely have to abandon the run at that point. And I know when I, analytics are going to say throwing the ball is more efficient than running the ball with Derrick Henry. That's fine. But the Titans' offense only goes How as Derrick far Henry as Derrick Henry goes, sure. which sets up the play action. Right. So you, you're able to well, pass the ball. you don't need the, to actually run the, be able to run the ball to set up play action, as we've learned. But they go hand in hand. Kind of. Not really. It's like a new, it's like a new Twitter analytic thing, by the way. But if Derrick Henry is running ever so efficiently, yes, sure. it helps the play action. It won't hurt it. It won't hurt it. It won't hurt it. it, won't hurt it. it I thought it. that they abandoned Derrick Henry too early. That's when fair. they were down eleven points, they just it seemed like they kept having three and outs where they yeah. were just trying to like throw the ball either to Derrick Another Henry offense. or someone else. They should have ran more with Derrick Henry in the second half of this game. You know, it's funny that um. I just realized you didn't respond to my text night from earlier this weekend. Anyway. I realized that, too, the night of. I was watching UFC Conor McGregor. <sighs> what a snooze fest that was. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, and then I wanted to a- answer you on Sunday, and I was like, it's probably too late to answer him. But Chris Jericho had a cruise down in Florida where you were at, huh? So, he, I think it just started, like, today. Okay. And I, I was at the hotel where, I guess, a lot of cruises people stay. Is this, like, the Grand Cruise? 
Right, so similar to LeBron Cruz. Yeah. So, honestly, the person that you would think is like the person going on the Chris Jericho cruise, right? It's like his overweight dude by himself at the pool, just goes into the hot tub, just saunters in, and you know, me and make a conversation with everybody. He's like, hey, man, what are you doing here? You uh, here for a wedding? And he's like, no, I'm going on a cruise. And I was, so my friend was like, oh, like, what, where are you going on a cruise? He's like, oh, the Bahamas. He's like, oh, are you, are you in like a, like a carnival cruise or whatnot? He's like, no, I'm like Jericho cruise. <laughs> so that opened up a wormhole for you, huh? Right. So I'm like, oh, my God. You're on the Jericho cruise? Like, did you go last year? He's like, yeah, it was awesome. I was like, well, what, what, like, what, do, you, what do you do on the cruise? Do you watch wrestling? He's like, so there's like, there's like uh, they're taping um, Dynamite on Tuesday night. Jericho like, plays with his band a bunch. I'm like, do you like, like lay out at the pool like, with like, the wrestlers? Well, I kind of I'm like. Well, what do you mean? Like, what are they doing? He's like, I don't know. You like, you see the they're kind of just there with their families hanging out. And I'm like, so it's a normal cruise. It's a, it's a normal cruise, like three days. Yeah, he's like, you're surrounded by wrestlers. I'm like, are, are but you they? don't get to hang out with them. They're hanging out with their families. Right. He's like, I saw the young bucks like, with their kids and their wives. I'm like, well, did you like talk to them? He's like, no, I gave them their time. I'm like, cool. Um, so I guess it's just like the experience of seeing them in person, sure, like, up close and personal. Right. So I was like, like, are there are there are there women that attend this cruise? Like, oh yeah. No, no way. <laughs> uh, and he kept saying, like, we're all in. We're going to the cruise. I, I didn't see any we. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was meeting up with his boys, you know? They were going to meet on the cruise, Greg. Maybe, man. <laughs> there, it was just him. It was, uh, it was just It was boy. everything you would think was on the Chris Jericho rock and wrestling cruise. Are you going to go next year? No. No. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not. How do we not? Oh, it's Monday. That's what EY's on the show. I was like, I gotta, we gotta talk to EY like, post mortem. All right. I didn't even text him to like say sorry or anything. What he a does, bad friend. Are you? Like, he doesn't want that. Does he? I mean, I texted him after they won. I said, EY! That's different. So pumped for you, man. If the Giants were lost yesterday, well, I would have just made fun of you. I don't make fun of EY because. He killed you. I mean, yeah, exactly. Right. He will put me through this glass table. Sure. So I'm not gonna make fun of EY. Understandable. But like, if any of my teams didn't win, like, let's just take you, for example. When the Yankees lost in the ALCS, did you want a text from... I was distraught. Okay. Did you want a text from somebody saying, oh, man, I'm so sorry? I don't. I don't want anyone to talk to me. If it was genuine, like if EY said that to me, I know that he'd probably be messing with me because he hates baseball. I didn't even want to talk to my... someone that I was just an acquaintance with texted me like, man, the Yankees had a great year. Like they really, they had a chance there. Sorry, man. I would have been like, all right, like, whatever. I don't want I that. don't want it. So exactly. But I wouldn't. So you think EY wanted to hear from you? Like, oh, man, you gave me your best shot. <laughs> Derrick Henry was really maybe, good. He's just he needed, not good enough. Maybe he needed some consoling, you know? That's not from you. <laughs> he doesn't want it from you. All right. You know, after the Yankees lost in the ALCS, yeah. I paced in the middle of the street of my block, like, yelling on the phone with another Yankee fan at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. I went to work. I was very drunk. <laughs> I went to work. <laughs> I was here. It was a Saturday night. I was very intoxicated. It was a Saturday night, and I went up. I was working the next day. I remember I was talking to my dad. I didn't even want to talk to him. I was like, it's my dad. Yeah. He's like texting me. Oh, man, it sucks. I'm like, yeah, dad. I, Whatever, I know man. it sucks. It probably had a buzzer the whole time. Who cares? Enough Yankees. Right. Well, actually, not enough Yankees. What do you yeah. want to talk about tomorrow? Some baseball? I'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll get Anything else on this Chiefs-Titans game, Greg? We have the final segment coming up here. We can really not the final segment. The not the final segment. Just Packers and 49 It's the final long segment of the show. Sure. Anything else? What do the Titans need to do in the offseason? Obviously, they bring back Ryan Tannehill. They franchise tag him, most likely, I'd say. Can't, I don't know about that, man. They have franchise, franchise Derrick Henry. tag Derrick Henry. Yeah. I mean, they have plenty of money to spend. Yeah. Who's the priority? 
Here's the thing. So Derrick Henry's 26 the years team old. team runs through Derrick Henry, obviously. But they were never this good until Ryan Tannehill was there. Derrick Henry, 26 years old, carried the ball like 400 times. That's a lot of carries on those legs. You think maybe they were just running them into the ground here? Don't worry, we still have Deion Lewis. I think they bring Derrick Henry back. I think Derrick Henry is more important than Ryan Tannehill. I think they bring both back. Sure. Maybe not on the franchise tag, though. I think Derrick Henry will be Ryan back. Tannehill will be a Titan next year. Packers and Niners is up next. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. All right, so we're back here. We talked a lot about Chiefs-Titans. Let's get into Packers-49ers, uh, which was almost over instantly. So both teams go three and out to start the game. And the Niners had a game plan, and they executed it. And the best quote, and you know me, man. You know me how I feel about the Shanahan's and running backs. And it was almost apropos that it was an undrafted running back that dominated the Green Bay Packers. Like, we saw it with Mike Anderson. You saw it with Olandis Gary. You've seen it with Ruben Drones, right? Like, you've seen it over and over and over again. And for the Niners, you signed Jarek McKinnon, this big money deal, never plays for you. You sign, you try to sign Le'Veon Bell for like $12 million for one year, or $15 million, whatever it was, for one year. Doesn't work out. You sign Tevin Coleman to a big money deal. Does something to his shoulder early on. And who steps up? Undrafted, cut seven different times. Raheem Mostert has the game of his life, the uh, second greatest rushing game in NFL playoff history yesterday. And the game plan for Kyle Shanahan was to run it down their throats. I read this fantastic article, I believe it was by Mike Silver, who talked about how after the Packers beat, or sorry, the Niners beat the Packers in the regular season, they were actually very uh, caught off guard by how Penton was guarding them. And they had worked with Mike Penton before in Cleveland. And they were flummoxed what to do because they were, Penton was so prepared and they thought they caught something by running to the outsides. And they said, listen, we're going to do this. And if they can stop us doing this, you know what, more power to them because this is how we need to win the game. And it didn't matter the down, it didn't matter the distance they ran the ball out left, they ran the ball out right, and the Green Bay Packers had no answer. It was, what, third and eight on the Green Bay side of the, fo- Green Bay side of the field with a 37-yard touchdown by Mostert? It was a crazy call that if it doesn't work, we're all sitting here like, what are they doing? And it worked, obviously, perfectly. Robbie Gould, a 54-yard field goal? Probably as long as the season. Kyle Shanahan... And his team played a perfect game yesterday, for the most part. Obviously, the second half, uh, things got a little bit closer than they probably should have. But San Francisco 49ers going to the Super Bowl uh, have been the best team all year. They had the first four-win team to go to the Super Bowl, I believe, since the Rams back in 1999, coming off a four-win season. 
Their team, their coaching staff coached at the Senior Bowl last year. Super Bowl this year. Nice job by Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. Yeah, absolutely. Great job. You mentioned Raheem Mostert. Man, what a game. 29 carries for 220 yards. Four. One, two, three, four rushing touchdowns for Raheem Mostert. Awesome quote after the game from Mostert saying how he looks at the dates from when he was cut from each of the seven teams that cut him before every single game and uses that as motivation. And it was a great year. It was the coming out party for Raheem Mostert. And we've said this time and time again, you want the running backs, especially from a fantasy football perspective, in the Kyle Shanahan system, in any Shanahan system, because they've always been able to create running backs with fantasy football value, their scheme, their blocking. It's not just the offensive line. And the offensive line is amazing. They do a great job uh, keeping Jimmy Garoppolo upright. They do a great job run blocking as well. But it's the other players as well, Greg. They all buy in. Kyle Juszczyk, George Kittle, Debo Samuel. They're all great blockers too. So you want to run to the outside? You have an extra blocker in George Kittle. You have a wide receiver in Debo Samuel who's willing to block for you. You have Kyle Juszczyk who multiple times yesterday, you saw him get out and on big plays, he's out there blocking people down the field. Everybody is buying in for the San Francisco 49. And I thought that the Green Bay Packers, Greg, for most of the season, between the Packers and the Seahawks, people in the betting community said time and time again that both of those teams were frauds. Yes. That their underlying analytical stats were not good. Right. The yards per play stats were not good. They were barely getting by. They were beating bad teams. And this game, admittedly, would have been much better if it was Seattle and San Francisco. Uh, because Green Bay just didn't even stand a chance in this game. Greg. Yep. I mean, you would have thought after the way that they got bent over and spanked in the first meeting with the 49ers that they would have at least showed up on some level here. Nothing. They didn't show up whatsoever. Aaron Rodgers had nothing. He puts up garbage time numbers in this game, but it doesn't matter. Two interceptions, the fumble on the snap. Come on, man. That's Bush League. You're doing that in the NFC Conference game? You're Aaron Rodgers? You're a Hall of Fame quarterback? That's not on the center. That's on Aaron Rodgers. You know what's really interesting is, is we're watching this game on the flight, and Judy's like, how do you do that in this championship game? She's like, that's something Eli Manning would do. I'm like, why do you got to be a dick? But, <laughs> she's not wrong. But she's, like, but she's like, I don't understand. You're Aaron Rodgers. How are you doing that? And a it lot just of, seemed like so nonchalant, right? Even when they're down like 10, 17 points, like there was no urgency. You know what it is? Nothing. A lot of times you see Aaron Rodgers scream at his wide receivers, scream at his offensive line. Who's screaming at him? Exactly. This was but the thing him. is you can't. Who's good? I don't, I don't, I'm not talking if you're about... A, if you're Devontae Adams in that sense, or if you're a center, like, you're not yelling at I'm not Adam talking Rodgers. about screaming. I'm not talking about that, truly. Yeah. But these mistakes yesterday, the fumble, the bad interceptions, these weren't tip balls. These weren't drops that fell into the receiver's laps. These are bad throws. Aaron Rodgers played like crap yesterday. Do you think it's part of the system, or do you think it's on Aaron Rodgers? Because... Both. He's all right. He's like thirty-five years old now. I don't think he's washed by any means because we've seen games, Greg, where he can still put up big he's, numbers. He's washed for fantasy purposes, not that much. Well, that's that goes back to offensive philosophy. They want to run the ball now right. with Aaron Jones well, and, like, and Jamal Woods. So, but we've seen games where he could still come back, yes, make the big plays, he yes. could make all the throws. The throw that he made to the pass that he made to Devonta Adams late in that game, where sure. he just dropped it right in the breadbasket, he could still make all the throws. But like there were th- too many throws yesterday where we threw behind the receiver. Sure, where threw it. Aaron Mellon threw it in the ground. The interception where he was on San Fran's side of the field where he tried to hit Geronimo Allison up the scene was a terrible throw. Terrible! Geronimo Allison starts to cut in. He throws it behind sure. him. He gets picked off by the safety. Awful, it was a terrible throw. Awful throw. And Aaron Rodgers, like, fine. Schematically, 
They, they want to play. They want to run the football. They don't. They don't want to. They want to play ball control. That's fine. All good. Cool. When Aaron Rodgers needed to be Aaron Rodgers, he couldn't do it yesterday. At any point, and give all the credit in the world, San Francisco's defense for sure. They played like crap. After, he played like crap. After the game, Greg Aaron Rodgers had. This to say regarding this season it, and, and that it felt different to him uh, as opposed to other seasons that he's played. This one will always be special because it was fun again. So taking a little shot there at Mike McCarthy saying that this was uh, you know the most fun that he's had in a while. Look, he's got a young head coach, someone that's nearly the same age as him sure. in Matt LaFleur. Great job by Matt LaFleur this year, no doubt about it. Look, yeah. you go thirteen and three. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah you're right. First you're time right. as a head coach. You're I don't right. think you could take anything right. away from as fraudulent as they were. The schedule <laughs> the was not a tough one. That's the you thing. still got to win the games. Yes, you do. They go with thirteen and three, and it's nice the first job. time there. There's a lot of pressure, obviously. But like you, you're in a division you that's feel, a tough division with the Bears, with feel, the Minnesota dude, Vikings, with Matt Lafleur. That they ever had like a coaching advantage? No, never, never. But he's still young. I get it. Like, and I that's thought, that's why I question. I Shanahan was going to coach circles around. That's him why I question is if is this Aaron Rodgers being done or was this part of like first year in a scheme? And it's look, even the best players in NFL history, the best quarterbacks, they take time to adjust to a scheme. So was this? You know, people are going to say, "Oh, Aaron Rodgers is done. Look at him against a good pass rush, against a good defense. He doesn't do anything." I think it's a little bit of both. I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is just done because we've seen enough this year where he can make all the plays, he can make all the throws, and some of it was on him yesterday. He's, but I think it's the first year in a new scheme and a new system. It's all those things really combined together. I will say this. They were finally proved out to be the frauds that they were against arguably the best defense in the NFL. I will say this for the Packers. Their defense, I think, for the most part, as I said yesterday, they took a step forward. Right, Their defense is good this year. We like them this year. They've got to be able to stop the run. That's I agree. I agree, but the defense has always been this... I think that's emphasis one, two, and three in the offseason. I don't know about that. I'll get to that in a moment. Because I I thought that their secondary in general, they were good. We did not... They're all right. They were were better than they have been. I think at times, Jair Alexander gets more hype than what he actually shows on the field. He's a very good player, no doubt about it. He's not a shutdown corner by any means. Devontae Adams is outstanding when he's on the field. He's amazing. He's awesome. He's amazing. One of the three best wide receivers. Aaron Jones, starting running back in the NFL for sure. He was great at all these, what, 17 touchdowns? Offensive line is very good as well. The offensive line. It's older. It's an older older offensive line. Exactly. It's been good for years. But the thing is, and even some of the better offensive lines struggle against that San Fran pass rush. That's a great pass rush. I'm not blaming them for all of that, right? Like, the offensive line can get better. They need more weapons. You need... That's, that's what it is, Brown too. Rogers too. Stopping the run and getting another wide receiver. That's Correct. what they need. That's what they need. That's the, one, two, two, three, emphasis. Yes. Your first, second, third round Correct. picks. First round pick, take a wide receiver. Second and third round pick, draft some nose tackles to help you stop the run. Maybe some linebackers in the middle. Uh, exactly. But that's what you're we're right. talking about. You're right. They need another wide receiver. That is absolutely correct. Aaron Rodgers has nothing. And this is a great draft to do it in, too. Sure. Man. Oh, because wide receivers. there are legitimately six, seven, eight wide receivers that are worthy of being drafted in the mid to late first round, early second round of this draft that are, people believe, I'm no college scout by any means. I don't, I don't have enough time to watch college football. I watch NFL, I watch NBA, you know, I'm watching MLB postseason baseball as well, Greg. Everything that I've read is there are legitimately seven, eight difference maker wide receiver type players in this draft from, you know, Jerry Judy's not going to make it that far, CeeDee Lamb isn't going to make it that far, but then you look at the guys that are on Clemson, right, that are coming out. T. Higgins. T. Higgins, and there's Henry Ruggs as well, and there's LaVisca Chenault. 
And there's there's a I lot love, of I love him. That's a great name. He's awesome. Cool name theory. Uh, do you know and I? He's have, a beast wide receiver. I, I've already seen a few people link him going to the Green Bay Packers. Do you know that uh, last year in 2018, I played in my first ever college football fantasy league. You drafted? I picked him up, and I was like, "This guy's amazing." <laughs> Colorado, let's Colorado. Go. Yeah, I was like, "Who is this guy?" And I was trying to tell <laughs> you, my friends. I'm sure you don't pick up a lot of players from Colorado in college football fantasy. You know what? I don't know who any of these players are. Right? So I was just trying to stay involved, like the game. He's a beast, though. This guy is awesome. So I, I hope the Giants get him. <laughs> but he would have to fall to the second, second round. round and I don't, I don't, there's a possibility. Top of, it's the top, man. It's True. the top of the second round. I don't think it's going to happen, though. Anyway, I just love the, on the Green Bay Packers. Uh, back to the Niners for a moment. You hit, and you hit on it, man. It is the willingness of to throw your ego away because everybody wants the ball. Right? Everybody always wants the ball to be the man. George Kittle doesn't care. He went to tight end U at Iowa, where all these tight ends come from. And as a fifth-round pick, he got drafted because he could block. The people's tight end, Greg. There you go. He could block. He loves blocking. And he did not care that he barely touched the ball yesterday. One catch, 19 yards, one target. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Jimmy Garoppolo, eight passing attempts. Six for eight. Great game. Gabe Morenci really hit that one. Sure did. Vandal, hurry up. Over on under Friday. 31. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Over under 31 yeah. and a half mm-hmm. pass attempts. Mm-hmm. So, so for George Kittle to take the backseat, to Debo Samuel to not care. Like Kendrick Bourne is the number three wide receiver on this team because of how good of a blocker he is. That's why Dante Pettis probably doesn't play because he can't block. Sorry. Whoa, 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 Craig. Too soon, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it will always be too soon to mention Dante Pettis. <laughs> We still love the curly blue hair out there. We do. We love you, buddy. Um, <laughs> is he even on the team anymore? <laughs> Someone downstairs asked me earlier, uh, is Dante Pettis on the IR or does he just not play? I was like, I don't know. It's nothing he plays. How can you make a case for him, right? They have a veteran in Emmanuel Sanders. He's another one. who He doesn't care. He Happy. had one target yesterday. He had zero catches. He doesn't care. How many go to the Super Bowl? He wants to be in the Super Bowl. They all yeah. want to be in the Super Bowl. And you know what's crazy about Debo Samuel is... As great as Raheem Mostert is, and will be moving forward for this team, Debo Samuel might be the most effective all-around weapon for this team, Greg. All more, around. More than George Kittle? George Kittle can catch and he can block, so he's very good in that regard. <laughs> but Debo Samuel can block as well. Yeah. He can catch the ball. Yeah. He can make contested catches. He can make plays George after Kittle. the catch. And they run like two or three end rounds with him every game. He had two rushing attempts for 43 yards. You know the thing? On his longest catch yesterday? On that That's thir- why this 49ers team is so dangerous, Greg. On that- because they don't have egos, and they could beat you in a multitude of ways. On the 30-yard catch, he should have scored, too. He tripped over himself. And he should have scored. Yeah. Evo Samuel is awesome, man. I can't wait to draft him next year. He's going to be Stock so overhyped. Up. All right, so we'll, overhyped. we'll come back. We'll wrap it up with three questions in three minutes about um, players whose stock rose and fell yesterday. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Coming up, we're talking on Monday. 
Monday edition of the program. Teddy and Ralph Michaels have you covered there. All right, three questions, three minutes, Frankie. What you got? Let's get it done. Q1, we just talked about Debo Samuel. Stock's rising, bud. We did the poll a couple weeks ago. Where does Debo Samuel end up now? Where does Debo Samuel end up next year? I'm going to say that he goes in the early to mid rounds. I think that he's going to end up somewhere in the fourth or fifth round. I don't know if you agree with that. I could see maybe some more hype building up in the preseason next year. But like we've talked about for the past 15, 20 minutes on this 49ers team, there are no egos on this team. There are no just one player that you have to get the ball to. It's not, you know, there's no Calvin Johnson on this team where you just have to continuously feed that player. It's, we're going to run the football, we're going to play good defense, and if we've got to throw the ball, we have very capable pass catchers. Sure. And Debo Samuel and George Kittle. There might not be any Emmanuel Sanders next year, so Debo will be the number one guy. I think he's a fourth or fifth round pick. What say you? Uh, sounds about right, fourth or fifth round. One guy who we've seen not really explode this playoffs was the phenomenal A.J. Brown. Who would you rather have, A.J. Brown or Debo Samuel? That's Q2. Assuming that Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans. Sure. I would take A.J. Brown because I think there'll be more target opportunity there. I think there'll be more big play opportunity because, again, I don't know that Debo Samuel, even if Sanders is gone, he's a free agent, I don't know that he's the number one receiver on his team. When it comes to... A.J. Brown, I know undoubtedly that he is the number one receiver for his team, even if John U. Smith takes a step up next year. Give me A.J. Brown over Debo Samuel. Question number three, our final question. We hear a lot about this. One of the major storylines entering Super Bowl 54. Who's a better tight end? So to fantasy football next year, two tight ends in the Super Bowl are Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. Who'd you draft number one next year? I would still take Travis Kelsey, but I think that there is an argument to be made that George Kittle is the better all-around player, but when it comes to fantasy don't football, care. I don't think that that matters. Right. I think that there are more passing opportunities with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that their offense is more explosive. I know that these teams actually ranked out pretty similarly in yards per game this year, so the 49ers are no slouch. They have a very good offense. The Chiefs rely on Travis Kelsey a little bit more, and I think that his upside is higher based on Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback, so... Give me Travis Kelsey next year as the first tight end off the board. An offense wants to throw the ball. That's what the Chiefs are. They'll throw to Travis Kelsey. George Kittle is too good of a blocker. That's the problem. Yes. Frank Stanfield, I am Greg So Thanks so much for checking out the BFFs. Wager Talks up next. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We, we hope. hope.